Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Travel Tuesday. I'm here with my husband, Matt. Hello. And this week, we are going to be talking all about our trip to Banff National Park in uh, Alberta, Canada, and Lake Louise, which is up there as well. And we actually stayed in Calgary, so we get to talk about Calgary a little bit. Yeah, we didn't do a whole lot in Calgary, but no, uh, we did it was manage. Mainly, we were mainly there for Banff. Yeah. Well, we drove through the town and whatnot, though. So. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I could definitely go back to Calgary and spend some good time. And Calgary is about an hour and a half away from Banff, and normally we would not stay that far away. Um, but the weekend that we had, or the three days or whatever it was, that we had to go up to that area um, was actually, like, of course, a Canadian holiday um, long weekend. Yeah, everybody came out of the woodwork for this Everybody. One. It was packed. I mean, we looked for, um, in fact, we ended up staying in an Airbnb place, which we love anyway, um, but we initially had been looking for um, a hotel, but they were booked, and I'm talking about every hotel, book solid, every place within a 90-mile radius. And, of course, the dog's complicated, too, because it has yeah, to be dog Yeah, we had friendly. our dogs with us because, of course, we're going to be gone for, you know, multiple days. So, of course, they come with us. If we are gone longer than a few hours, they come with us. So, um, anyway, we had to find a place that was good for that. But we really lucked out because we actually stayed at a beautiful, um, you know, little Airbnb accommodation. It was in somebody's um, finished basement, and we had our own, you know, our own thing going. It was two bedrooms and... Um, living room, full kitchen, nice bathroom. Um, you know, we had a fenced yard for the dogs, which was awesome. Um, and our own entrance and all that. And the people were so nice. And I gotta say, this woman went above and beyond for her Airbnb. Some, you know, I mean, you've just got the accommodations, but she like stocked the fridge and the freezer and the cabinets and everything with tons of food. Yeah, there was stuff everywhere. Oh, my gosh. And then one day she delivers us fresh berries. Yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice. And she was pretty organic-minded, so it was great to, you know, have that option. And, you know, we weren't going to take full advantage of her stuff. Like, we brought our own stuff as well. But it was just really nice because she had, like, some, you know, basics. Like, she had great butter, and she had cheese cubes, and, um, you know, the fresh fruits. And, yeah, she had an event, and... Had some organic raspberries she brought us. And anyway, it was just really nice. So it worked out very well. And I'm going to put links to everything that we talk about on our show notes. You can find that at realfoodwholehealth.com under podcast, under episodes. Just find this episode and uh, you'll have all the links for everything that we talk about. The restaurants, the sightseeing, um, and the Airbnb place. I'm going to put that on there too. So... Okay, so we were actually staying in Kalispell, Montana. When we left you last week, we had just gone to Glacier National Park, which is why we wanted to stay uh, in Kalispell. Um, But we also knew that this would be a great gateway for us to get into Calgary and do Banff and Lake Louise and all this good stuff. Um, And so it was about, I'm going to say like a five-hour uh, drive up to 
um, this area. And it was a really cool drive. So when you leave Kalispell, you kind of go like up through Whitefish, which we talked about, you know, last week. It's a cool little town. We grabbed a bite to eat and then we hit the road and went up and I think we crossed over um was it Eureka was that the name of the town yeah the last town in Montana little bitty town and you know I think if you have been listening for a while you remember we talked about when we went from Bellingham Washington into Vancouver that we had kind of a crazy crossing like we got delayed we had to do a secondary stop and it was really no big deal as far as what was required of us, except for time and inconvenience. Well, this was just like nothing. I mean, it was a totally different experience. So that was really nice because we were on a kind of a tight time frame. And, and we even, you know, had the dogs with us and everything. We thought, uh-oh, is this going to be like a big to-do? And it really was not. We had all of our paperwork ready. We had, um, you know, learned some lessons from the first time. And, and it was just like a lot less busy. Um, so it was really easy. Um, and then we got over into Alberta and started, you know, the trek to Calgary and it was so amazing. Like I did not expect it to be kind of cowboy country. It was like flat rolling hills, um, you know, flat and rolling hills. And then, um, hay bales everywhere. We passed just like acres and acres of hay bales. Awful lot of farming out there. Yeah. Tons of farming. Um, and we actually saw a, a beautiful, uh, full moon rise up over, um, these hay bale fields, hay bale filled fields. <laughs> and it, well, that's hard to say. And it was just so stunning. We ended up pulling off the side of the road and taking all kinds of pictures. And I mean, it was just a really cool experience. Um, so it was neat and you go through lots of little towns and whatever and, so we got into Calgary um, kind of late. I think it was like 9.30 or 10. We met up with our hosts um, and got shown to our spot. And we just had dinner there um, with some stuff that we brought. And then the next morning we got up like ready to go. Um, and the spot that we were in was actually the Airbnb spot was really close um, to the Olympic, is it Olympic Park? Is that what the it's Olympic called? Village or Park? Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, where it's a park. yeah, it's where they had the like when I heard it, I'm thinking, oh, it's just like a big park. Um, no, it's where they had the Olympics um, several years ago, and it is wow, is it cool? It's enormous. And it is outfitted for all of the Olympic sports. Yeah, you see the ski jumps, the bobsled trails, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it was neat. And, you know, we were there in the summer. And so um, they actually were using a lot of that for summer camps and different things. And there's trails all over for bike riding and whatever. So it really has become an integral part of the town, which is really cool. Um, because I know a lot of places they kind of build these extravagant structures and then, you know, not a lot happens afterwards. Like everybody, the Olympics is over and everybody leaves and that's it. So anyway, um, it was kind of cool. So we drove around there and experienced that a little bit, um, which was neat. And then we made the drive into Banff and at first that drive isn't super duper exciting. <laughs> Um, you know, you're on the Trans-Canada Highway and you're just sort of like covering ground. It's not super amazing. But once you kind of go through like the exits for Canmore and all that, you start seeing some different mountains. You know, Mount Rundle appears. You're, you start seeing the Bow River. 
um, you know, a few little lakes here and there start, you know, you realize that it's turquoise blue, which is like amazing because um, it's all that glacier water. And you start really realizing, okay, this is going to be pretty stunning. Um, and I had seen pictures of Banff. You know, of course, we did research. We knew that it was going to be pretty, but I don't think anything can prepare you for how gorgeous it really is. Um, and then Banff is the town in the National Park um, that is it's sort of just nestled in. Um, and it's just so cute. It looks like a Swiss village. Like, it's so It does. It's really, it's really neat looking. Yeah. So we went actually into the town first. And again, remember we told you it was a holiday weekend. So it was pretty busy. Um, but honestly, you could still, you know, negotiate around. It was just, it took a little longer than it should. Um, but anyway, we went down and had lunch. Um, by the time we got down there, we were ready for lunch. And we uh, went to Eddie Burger Bar. And this is just kind of a build-your-own-burger place. Um, they have, you know, grass-fed beef. They offer, um, you know, bison burgers. Um, you're able to, of course, do whatever you want with it. So you're able to get it bunless with whatever vegetables you want. And so anyway, that worked out really great for us to just get some good protein and just like get ready for the day because we knew it was going to be a big old day. We were going to cover a lot of ground. Um, so that was a neat little spot. And it's just in downtown Banff. Again, all the links will be on the show notes. Um, and then we did a little driving around Banff. We um, went by the Banff Springs Hotel, which is gorgeous. Um, we went uh, over to Silver Mountain where they do the gondola. We didn't really have time to do the gondola. There was a huge wait, so we didn't do that. We knew we'd be getting plenty of, you know, scenic views throughout the day anyway. Um, but that's really cool. Um, and that's a neat option, you know, if you're not going to do a lot of hiking or driving or whatever to do the gondola and get some really good aerial, you know, views of the mountains and the, the town and all that. So, um, so that happens at Sulphur Mountain. But anyway, we went out and we did the Bow Valley Parkway. And Bow Valley Parkway goes between Banff and Lake Louise. And this, what is it, about an hour, hour and a half between the two? I think yeah. it's about an hour and a half. On that, the Trans Canada Highway goes there too, but it's which not is near a little scenic. faster. Oh yeah, it's much yeah. faster. This is much scenic and slower. Yeah, and pullouts and everything. right. But that I mean, that's why we were there. So that's what we were gonna do. So we did the Bow Valley Parkway, and you know, um, we totally anticipated seeing like tons of wildlife. And it's funny that day, I think we saw like a squirrel and maybe a couple birds if we were lucky. It was so funny. I mean, we were totally prepared for bears and who knows what. Elk and all that. Yeah. yeah. And we really didn't see it. Now, everybody else that we talked to had seen it, um, but we did not. So anyway, um, but be aware that that is a great place, supposedly, um, to see lots of wildlife. And, uh, you know, I, I know there's mountain goats and bighorn sheep and elk and moose and um, I know bears, black bears and grizzly bears and all kinds of stuff. So anyway, um, but the pullouts are pretty and, you know, you've got like mountain backdrops with fields of wildflowers and things like that. It's really lovely. Um, and it's definitely worth the extra time, um, if you're just being a tourist, um, to take the Bow Valley Parkway to get to Lake Louise. Um, and our goal that day was not to do Lake Louise. We were going to do that the next day. Um, we wanted to get there, but we weren't going to actually go to the lake and do the exploring and all that. We were going to take the Icefields Parkway. 
And the Icefields Parkway is really cool. Um, it's very long. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I, I want to say it was like 230 kilometers. And I can't do that conversion for you right now. Sorry, users of the metric system. I can't do that conversion really quick. But it's long. I mean, it's hours and hours. So um, we knew that that's what we were going to do that day. So we really needed to cover town uh, ground. And it went from Lake Louise. I feel it goes from Lake Louise to Jasper. Um, and in that time, you pass. How many glaciers? Like a hundred glaciers? I think it's like a hundred, yeah. Yeah, it's over a hundred glaciers. And, I mean, that's crazy, right? Um, and the whole time you're going past, you know, mountains, glaciers, you're along a river, there's lakes. It, it is the most scenic thing. It's insane. It, like, it really reminded me of our Alaska time. It was so incredibly beautiful at every turn. Um, so you get out on Icefields Parkway and you just start... You just start taking the turnouts. I mean, you go to, um, like, Bow Lake, and you're kind of at the foot of Crowfoot Glacier there and Bow Glacier. Um, everything is absolutely a uh, photography opportunity. Yeah, it's just stunning everywhere you look. Yeah. And then after you get past um, that area, you go over Bow Pass, and there's actually an opportunity to hike. And oversee Peyto Lake. And we do mean hike. Uh, yeah. It's a hike, y'all. Um, I'm not even kidding. Like, straight up in the air, <laughs> a million miles, it's okay. what it felt like. 10% incline, I don't even know. It you know, good. it's probably, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, that'd be no big deal. Um, well, I guess we were tired and hot. We'd done a lot of already walking and pulling over and a lot of stuff. Um, and it seemed like from what our guide had said, our travel guide, was that it was going to just be a short hike. I think it said a short, easy hike. And I want to find who wrote that travel guide. And I kind of want to shake them around. Um, it was not a short, easy hike. It took quite a while. And it was quite, it was pretty warm. And so I think that that added to it. But, you know, it was very, very steep. And we kept passing people, you know, after about 15 minutes, we kept passing people going, are we close? Like, what's going on? Um, I would say all in all, it took us about 30 to 40 minutes to get to the top. And it was kind of busy. Um, but we did get some beautiful pictures overlooking Peyto Lake. And Peyto is a kind of a small-ish lake. Most of these are. Um, and it's not really on a map is it star-shaped, but from the overview, it looks star-shaped um, because of the portion that you're seeing of the lake. And it's really stunning. And, of course, it's the turquoise glacial blue. I mean, you know, nestled down in the valley between these different mountains. And it really is stunning. Um, and so it is worth the hike. Um, I will say that going back down was just about as hard because you're trying not to fall down the mountain. Um, it is, you know, a passable area. You're not actually, like, 
climbing a mountain. There is a path there. It's paved for the most part. Mm, Part, yeah, part. Um, But there's plenty of, you know, opportunities to stop and rest or whatever you have to do. Um, But anyway, on the way down, you know, we really were, you know how your feet get out from under you and you kind of feel like you're going to roll down the mountain? Maybe that's just me. But anyway, it was a little crazy, um, but definitely worth it. Um, I will say also, you're at a high elevation. That was the other thing that I think complicated it. Um, you know, at this time, we were pretty used to living uh, at sea level and spending a lot of time at sea level. And so when you're suddenly at, you know, 6,000 feet and you're going to be hiking from there, it like definitely makes a difference on your body. Um, but anyway... It was a beautiful hike. It was just be prepared that it's a little bit more than a short, easy hike. (laughs) Um, And so anyway, so then we uh, kept driving down the Icefields Parkway. And, you know, again, it's just like I can't even tell you all the mountains, all the glaciers, all the creeks and lakes and everything that you pass. There's so many. Um, And Waterfowl Lake, I think, was another kind of big one that you could get out and sort of walk around. Um, you know, and when we get out and walk around, when we're doing something that takes this long, you know, we're really only going a half mile to a mile. Um, many of these had opportunities for much longer hikes if you wanted to go and spend a lot more time or if you were, you know, camping or staying somewhere in between. There's not really a lot going on. It really is about camping. Um, but, you know, I think at the Saskatchewan River crossing, there's, um, I think it's called the crossing. It's a resort. Well, I think I use that term loosely. It's a place to stay. <laughs> um, They've got little cabins and yeah. a little, little like, uh, market deli thing. Yeah, well. And a couple gas pumps. Yeah, it was um, rustic. But anyway, it definitely was a crossing. And so you could, you know, that's like the only other road that goes out of there is 11. And that's what takes you to Saskatchewan, um, which we did not go to. Obviously, we were just doing this. And that's all there was time for. It really took us, like, over eight hours, I think, to do all this. Um, but anyway, we crossed over that. And then as you cross over, um, you know, again, it's the creeks, it's the mountains and the all that. But we were headed up to the Athabasca Glacier. That was really kind of our place that we wanted to get to. And that's part of the Columbia Ice Field, which is just this massively huge ice field. Um, and the Athabasca, you can walk on the toe of the glacier yeah yeah you can go right, right up to it yep. right up to it and so that's really cool so anyway so once you get past um the crossing there you go over to um the weeping wall you pass by the weeping wall and there is a, a pullout. it's on the opposite side of the road so as you're passing the weeping wall you know headed um to jasper it is on the weeping walls on the right and the pullouts on the left, so you don't miss it. And it's not very well marked. Um, we actually didn't know that we were there until we turned around and saw that we were there. Um, not by a, There was like a little, little, little bitty sign. You could not have seen it from the road. Um, but we turned around and saw the water coming down. And I said, oh, look, it's a waterfall. And then we realized, oh, it's the weeping wall. Um, and the way that we caught it at that time of day, the sun was hitting it. We got like rainbow mist coming off of it and photos and it was really cool um but it's a thing that you could just drive right by if you didn't know it was there um and then you kind of go up around some turns and 
um, there's a few opportunities there to stop and really look back on everything. It's kind of just past the weeping wall. You can look back on everything you just passed. And I mean, that was stunning. It was yeah, just like mountains and glaciers and then all the water. And I mean, you could really see a long, long way. At that point, the sun was going down. And oh, there was yeah. quite this hue. Over it everything. was really pretty. It was really pretty. Um, so try to time that, you know, appropriately because it was really stunning. Um, and then you kind of go over Sunwampta Pass, and Sunwampta Pass um, brings you into Jasper. Um, not the township, but it brings you into Jasper. Um, and then, um, let's see, and then that's where Athabasca is, the, and the glacier is really close to that. There's an ice field center. It's like a discovery center. And then the, uh, the glacier is right across the street there. So you can get out and you can walk right up to the glacier. Again, it's a little bit of an incline, but but it's pretty easy to get to. Um, and a little chilly, a little chilly even <laughs> in the summer. Um, but it was really gorgeous and uh, kind of a unique experience. So definitely that was, I'm glad that that was sort of like our goal was to get there. At that point, it was like kind of a race against the clock because we didn't want to drive through a lot um, at night, like coming back. So we went ahead and turned around just after the glacier, um, and the ice field center there just after that. So we didn't quite go to Jasper township. Um, but we were in Jasper there. And so, you know, it was probably another hour, honestly, to get to the town. Yeah. It's a ways. It's, it is a ways. I mean, when we say like Lake Louise or whatever, like Lake Louise extends all the way up to that crossing, which is hours. Um, but it's not the township. And so anyway, um, whatever. So we turned around and started heading back. And of course we took the Icefields Parkway back because that's the only way to go. There's really no other road. Um, 11, you know, like I said, goes to Saskatchewan and it doesn't go the other way. So, um, you really have to take Icefields Parkway all the way back, but that's great because you see things from a different angle that you haven't seen before. Um, and you have an opportunity to get different pictures and different light and all of that. And, you know, as a photographer, like I absolutely love that. So anyway, um, it was really interesting. Um, but then we decided, you know, by the time that we got back to Banff, it was going to be like 1030 yeah. or 11 o'clock. It was getting quite late. Yeah. And so to stop there for dinner or whatever was going to be a little hairy. And, you know, we were really limited on what was going to be open that late. Um, and then on top of that, we had another hour and a half drive um, back to Calgary where we were staying. And so we decided to just go um, back to Calgary and just, again, eat uh, some of the food that we brought with us and take advantage of our hostesses. Um, wonderful kitchen goodies, and so that worked out really well um, because we were able to get to bed, and it was kind of a long day, as you can tell, so it was definitely um, warranted. I would, if I were to do it again, I would split it up, but we were doing what we needed to in the time that we had, so, you know, you can always sleep later, right? You just need to <laughs> experience things while you're there. So the next morning, we didn't get a super early start, but we knew that we wanted to, again, cover quite a bit um, in the day, but it was going to be a lot more relaxed with a lot less driving. So we ended up going back into Banff and we had lunch at Magpie and Stump, which is a, a little Mexican place. They source locally and 
um, make a lot of stuff from scratch and we were able to kind of pick our way around the menu and really get some uh, some yummy eats and uh, so we got that and then headed over to see more Banff. Um, we wanted to go see the hoodoos which is a funny little word for like rock spires or rock towers. Um, it's kind of like upside down icicles of rocks sticking out from the ground. There are a lot in Utah as well. we'll yeah, get yeah. But it was so cool. And it's kind of around the Tunnel Mountain Road. Um, and so Tunnel Mountain, I think that's where they were going to put um, the railway or something or a roadway or railway. And they probably the railway first and then the roadway later. But they ended up going elsewhere. Um, but it was already kind of through that area and they called it Tunnel Mountain. Okay, and then, you know, after we did the hoodoo hike, again, it can be kind of a longer hike if you want it to be, um, but you can actually just pull right up and see some from the roads and then, you know, hike a little bit or spend a few hours. But again, we were covering some ground, so we just did um, the short hike and then uh, went over and uh, saw Lake Minnewanka. And Lake Minnewanka is a big lake, and it's one of the only ones that you can have. It might be the only one that you can have the motorized boats on. Um, and so that was kind of neat. A lot of people were out enjoying the weather. Um, and, again, it's just, you know, it's the same beautiful water as everywhere else. But um, it was, you know, people could spend a lot of time on that, whereas the other ones are really more about, I think some of them you can kayak and, and do different things like that. But this one, you know, people were out in motorboats. Um, and then we went over to Mount Norquay and Mount Norquay is cool. This is a really neat drive. If you're in the area and you just want to see some things, um, drive out Mount, Mount Norquay because you're going to get a great overview of the town. In fact, some of the, you know, the tourist photos and the, and the things of the brochures and stuff are taken from this area because you really can see Banff nestled down in the mountains. Um, and we were able to see quite a lot of stuff. We saw um, mountain goats all over the place. Yeah, there was a whole herd of them. Yeah, they were, and babies. Oh, they were so cute. And it was really, they were so friendly. They didn't care at all. They, um, you know, we got out of the car to kind of take pictures, and they just, like, walk right up to you, like, hey, what's up? Um, so that was fun. I mean, we didn't pet them or anything, but, you know, we got to be pretty close. Um, and the road winds around a lot, so you can see a lot of things from different angles. Um, and then you get up to the top, and there's actually, that's where the skiing is. There's the big skiing area there. Um, but of course, in the summer, that's not operational, so there's just places to pull over, park, walk around the top, and kind of see everything. And that was really neat. We got some great pictures of the town, and you get kind of a sense of where you are um, when you get up high and can kind of see everything. Um, because when you're, you know, driving from place to place, it's like, okay, now where was that lake and in relationship to the road? And so anyway, um, and then we went back down, you know, you wind, 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 wind back down. We saw the goats again. Um, and then we took the Bow Valley Parkway again over to Lake Louise. This was the day we really were going to spend some time um, at Lake Louise. Um, and it was kind of a, a special thing because my grandparents actually honeymooned at Lake Louise many, many years ago. Um, and you know, back in the forties. And so, um, it was really neat to kind of look at their pictures and then look at, you know, what we were going to see. Um, and the lake is gorgeous. Um, it was incredibly busy. 
Yes. Yeah. Everybody descended upon the town that day. <laughs> yeah, they did. So driving there, you know, I mean, it's just this small little mountain town. And so driving there, you know, the traffic was pretty intense, um, you know, to navigate through the town and then to get over to the lake. I mean, that's where everybody's going. Right. And so but they do have big parking lots. So we were able to take advantage of that. And then you just hike down to the lake. Um, and Chateau Lake Louise is there. It's actually a Fairmont hotel. Um, but Chateau Lake Louise is gorgeous. Definitely check it out. You can get some great views from there. Um, and then actually at the lake, there's people, um, in canoes and kayaks yeah, kayaking everywhere. All over the place and a huge line waiting to rent them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of neat. Like you can't get sweeping shots of, you know, the lake and the mountain and everything when, when people are out there, but I did get some really fun shots of, um, you know, people canoeing and kayaking right there in the, in the lake. So that was cool. Um, but it was so busy. I mean, it wasn't really a place that we could spend hours and hours. Um, and we, you know, I mean, the line to get canoes and kayaks was an, at least a couple yeah, hours. Be at least an hour. Yeah. Um, and so we hiked back out of there and ended up, we were going to go over and see Moraine Lake. So there's a turnoff you can do, um, right by Lake Louise to go to Moraine Lake. And Moraine is another, you know, beautiful area. It's not quite as traveled, although this day it must have been. I think everybody got the word out that, hey, Lake Louise is busy. Let's go over to Moraine. And it was closed. I mean, they had closed the road. There were so many people. They were not accepting anybody else. So we did not get to do that little loop around. But definitely take that if you're in the area um, because it's sort of a loop. And so you can leave at Lake Louise, go over to Moraine, and then kind of loop back around. Um, and it's supposed to be just lovely. All the pictures that we've seen are lovely. What we talked to people about, they, they had enjoyed it. So um, definitely take that turn off. Um, and then we went back down the Bow Valley Parkway. We decided to go ahead and head back into Banff and have dinner um, since we weren't able to spend as much time in Lake Louise. Um, and that's really, honestly, where most of the restaurants and anything that you're going to find are going to be in Banff. Um, yeah, that's the main town of yeah, the area. Yeah, everything else is pretty much nature. I mean, you're not going to find a lot of towns here and there. So you want to plan accordingly um, with your timeline or make sure that you have snacks or whatever, you know, pack a picnic or whatever with you. Um, and so anyway, we went back down, um, the Bow Valley Parkway again, you know, just hoping to catch as much wildlife as we could. Um, and we were actually in luck this time. We caught an enormous, um, elk on the side of the road. Lots of people were pulled over taking pictures. And this guy, bless his heart, I actually felt a little bit bad for him because he had the hugest rack I have ever seen on any kind of deer or elk or moose or anything. It was enormous. He must have been quite an old elk, and he knew how to navigate with that, but it looked heavy. It looked really heavy. He kept having to hang his head really low to navigate all around all the branches and all the trees, so he didn't get hung up um, because he would have. But he was just eating and doing his thing, and he was just very regal. I mean, really beautiful, enormous. Uh, and so, you know, we all watch from a safe distance and let him do his thing. And, you know, eventually he just moseyed on away. Like, I'm going to go back into the woods now. So, but it was really special to spare, uh, share that with him. Um, and then 
a little bit later, we saw moose, and there weren't as many people stopped for the moose because he wasn't as close to the road. Um, but, you know, again, just watching him in his element, um, didn't even really seem to notice that anybody was there. Just yeah. eating, eating on a bush. Yeah, <laughs> like they do. Um, so anyway, it was cool. And then we went to uh, Block in Banff. That's where we ate uh, dinner. And Block is sort of, a, you know, small plates, um, kind of invent- innovative, you know, new American or... Well, new Canadian. Yeah, new Canadian <laughs> cuisine. Um, but, uh, yeah, just like a little kind of gastropub, tapasy kind of place. Um, so it was very good. It was a wide assortment uh, of food um, that you could get, you know, if you wanted to do more Asian-themed things or you wanted to do just, you know, basic mean vegetables or whatever we got an asian salad that was really delicious um i think we got some seafood yeah it was just really a a wide variety but it's a little place um it's in downtown and um yeah it's not huge um but everything's served on wood blocks which is why it's called block um which you know hence the small place so anyway and then basically uh yeah that was our last day there we went um back to calgary that night and then the next day headed back to um, to Kalispell. Um, again, that's about a five hour drive. So we went, um, you know, back through the back roads again, we ended up stopping in, um, this little town called Fernie, um, which was one of the bigger areas, you know, you're passing through a lot of small towns. So again, not a lot of places to stop. We knew that from the drive up. So we did pack lunch. Um, we did not stop for lunch anywhere along the way. And we didn't really see a lot of options to do so. Fernie would have been the town that would have had the most. Um, we ended up making a stop at Starbucks just so we could like have a nice place to go to the bathroom, stretch our legs a little bit, walk around, let the dogs out, um, grab a tea. You know, it was really um, an easy little stop. But that's kind of the only thing we saw for most of the trip. Um, and then we got back to Kalispell, you know, that night and that was, that was our Banff extraordinaire. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, anyway, next week we are going to talk about, um, the rest of our Montana adventures in Missoula and Bozeman. Um, and then after that we will be getting to Yellowstone and, uh, Jackson Hole and the Grand Tetons. That'll be the week after. Um, so next week will be Missoula and Bozeman. So anyway, um, again, all the show notes are at realfoodwholehealth.com under podcast, under episodes. Grab the, the link for the episode. Just click on it. And it'll take you to all the show notes with all the links for everything that we've talked about. So thanks so much for tuning in. And we will join you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.